Let's roll. Count up. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. We all have those reservations one way or another. Yeah. Mic check one. <laughs> Mic check two. Yes. Yes. Mic check one, two, three. Let's get this thing going one way or another. It's a beautiful Saturday. Yeah. Go grab your coffee as we tune in. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I really thank everybody for tuning in. Just want to be able to just bring everything home. Uh, we don't just like this team, right? Hopefully, we don't. We love this team. We will fight for this team. And collectively, not everybody, not those that's in the chat box, but collectively, we don't defend this team. We don't defend the people that's on this team. We always like to say, ah, ah, Dak Prescott sucks. He can't do this and he can't do that and he don't do this and he don't do that. You know what I mean? When will we ever understand that he just may not be what we expect him to be or may not be what we want him to be? And when we just go back and say, okay, but he's our guy, you know, he may not have the best home in the world. Them. He may not have the best vision in the world. He may not just be the best football player that you want on a team. But guess what? There's nothing you can do. So crying over spilled milk is pointless. It's wasteless. It's, 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 it's just beyond me. When can we just say, okay, this is our handicap and we're going to roll with it and we're just going to just fight with it and just going to just say, hey, we would try to win and uh, just find ways where we can win with this thing. It, it, it hurts me and it just always gets, just gets on my mind when we just say, okay, this is everything this guy has done and he's just, just horrible. And then on top of that, you add in the fact that you got most of the fan base to say, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> but what, what should you look at from this? There's nothing we can do at this point. There's absolutely nothing we can do. So why not just say okay to ourselves? And this is not being delusional. This is not being, oh, uh, <laughs> despicable and all this stuff. This is just being real. You know, you have people in this world that was born with one eye. They just can't live through the prism of saying, I only have one eye. And I'm limited just for that. You know, uh, you have guys that just, for example, Stephen Wonder never got a chance to see <laughs> some uh, conspiracy theories out there say that he really can't see, you know. But when will we just say, OK, this is our handicap. What can we do to better our best around this? And as a fans, we have to figure that out and, and crying and saying we hate this team and hate that team and hate this and that. Hate general manager. We hate uh, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett is here. There's nothing we can do but cry about it. And that's what that's all you become. I, I remember and I always like to give you guys an analogy. But my first car was a Honda Civic 1995 Tudor Black Coupe. <laughs> and uh, my, my uncle used to always say that ain't nothing but a glorified goat cart. You putting this on it, I put a cold air intake on it, change the manifold out, uh, put some pipes on that thing. And guess what? Regardless of whatever I did to that car, he was saying, hey, son, <laughs> it's just a glorified goat cart. It's ne it would never be an eight-cylinder car. And I never understood what he was talking about, but that was my car. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nothing that I could do to it 
improve it to the fact that it will be an eight cylinder car. Those who know out there got a cylinder car or, or a six cylinder understand what I'm talking about. And the problem was, is that there's nothing that I could do about it. But at the same time, I appreciate it. You see, it got me from point A to point B. And at the same time, it got me just as far or just as close as an eight cylinder car would. And then on top of that, I understood these are the things that I can do to improve my particular car. Now, it was never an eight-cylinder car. It would never go to the speeds of an eight-cylinder or a six-cylinder, but it saved me gas, right? It was low maintenance on a lot of things. It took me through. It made me have this car and appreciate that car all the way through high school and some parts of college. Shout out to the college life, you know what I mean? And a lot of people was like, hey, bro, give me a ride, you know what I mean? <laughs> we loaded that thing up car was so packed that the back end was like all slumped over and then we all know what happened with fast and the furious bro said hey got some money got some 17 inch wheels on them things you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, but it would never go to speed of an eight cylinder car it would never go to speed of a six cylinder car but it was my car it was paid for and i didn't have to worry about no car note and it got me from point a to point b and what i'm saying is cowboys nation Dak Prescott may not never be a Tony Romo. He may not never become a, uh, a Drew Brees of the world, right? And I think the Chargers, they ran him off. You see what I'm saying? I guarantee you Chargers would have said, hey, you know what? If Drew Brees was to be, become the Drew Brees that we know and see to this day, we would have held on to him. <laughs> he better than uh, Phillip Rivers at this point, who always, Phillip Rivers was a, was a nice eight-cylinder car. Got the arm, got the size, the measurables, got all of the records, but don't have one hardware that we really want for the Chargers. They what they really want, and that's a ring. But we will fall into the mines and fall into the traps of saying, "I don't appreciate my four-cylinder car. I don't appreciate the things that I have." Uh, Nietzsche said, "Do not spoil the things that you have." Because at one point of time, that thing that you have was something that you desired for, meaning that that's something that you wish you had. So do not spoil the thing that you have, because we can go back to 2015, if you know what I mean. And that even rhymes, and I'm not even trying. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we can go back to the Matt Castles of the world. We can go back to the Brandon Whedons. We can go back to the Kellen Moores. <laughs> We can go back to those type of quarterbacks. <laughs> but it, 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 it crazes me that we have a quarterback that finds ways to win games. And understandable, yes, it's not the speed of an eight-cylinder car. It's not the speed of a six-cylinder car. We're talking NASCAR today, right? It's not those speeds. He may pass 150 yards. He may not have uh, a three, three interceptions. And plus, he may not ever have a four-touchdown game. But at this point, if we are run first team and if we can surround and everybody can rally, because I believe there's something about positive energy. I don't know about you all, but I know about me. I always try to be positive early in the morning. That's when your brain and chemistry is everything is working together. Try to be positive with this thing. Right. If you know what I mean. There's something about positive thinking and positive mind thoughts and things like that. And collectively, the biggest is this fan base. The biggest this fan base is if we can just somehow reel in everything and just speak positive things and speak things into our existence, speak things, speak life upon things. Right. There's something that can just shake up and just all of a sudden positive energy come down there to Texas Stadium this weekend, Sunday night. <laughs> 
And then we may look at things and we look back and say, hey, things are not just that bad. You know, uh, I, I, I did a, a, a post analogy or a post analyst uh, uh, of uh, Eli Manning versus Dak Prescott. And people were using Eli Manning's total body of work. And they were saying, that, wait, hold on, low. Eli Manning is far beyond Dak Prescott. But the last three years doesn't show that, guys. But we would look at Dak Prescott and we would throw this man under the bus like he was the worst quarterback ever to step foot into the National Football League. It, 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 it drives it's driving me crazy saying that from true Cowboys fans. I know you guys are true, but we have the right to be emotional. But we lost the last game, so we shouldn't be holding on to that last game all the way into this point. And people like to bring up facts from the last year and say, well, the last nine games law. You got to look at the last nine games. It was horrible. But I'm trying to come home. I'm trying to tell everybody that if you look at it from this aspect, is that the Cowboys always start off week one horrible. <laughs> I, I I would rather us to start off cold now, and then to pick up everything down the line. And I understand that that we will fall into these things uh, for for having the, uh, the the mindset that that we're horrible for the first one or two weeks. But it is what it is. We took away preseason snaps. We took away these uh, preseason games from these starters. And they are not just going to come in, especially hitting on all cylinders when you never pass the ball to these group of guys. Now, we can overanalyze sometimes. We can say, okay, the guy didn't hit this guy. The guy didn't hit this target. But what if he did? You know, what if what if we won the first game 40 to three? Will we all be saying to ourselves, we went finna win the Super Bowl? And I go back to the Ravens game. You see, <laughs> we don't have the luxury of opening up to a, a, a horrible team. We fail to realize the Carolinas are like less than three years removed from going to the Super Bowl. The, the main core of that defense is still stout. That defensive front four is still nasty. You see? But we, we will go back and we'll look at the game, we'll overanalyze and say, okay. This guy was open, Tupac was open, Biggie was open, all these guys was open, and Dak Prescott couldn't hit none of them. <laughs> but we failed to realize that it was only 15 carries that Ezekiel Elliott had, you know. And you put in the uh, pressure, and we started, our, <laughs> we started in, the, in the deep bottom of the red zone to a quarterback who, who barely played a full half of preseason game. And we already know the struggles that he had reading him vision and seeing the ball down the field we already knew that that was there and he's supposed to be week one he's supposed to be dropping back like Peyton Manning and Joe Montana mixed in one Steve Young uh, I had some people to tell me that they would rather have Eli Manning at this point oh my god have we resorted to that type of thinking Cowboys Nation come on now we have to reel this thing home I just want us to stop complaining just stop complaining if you love the team if you if, not, not trying to say that you should just look at things and be like, OK, Cowboys going to the Super Bowl because law said stop complaining. No, we can criticize the team. Yes, that's natural. You can do that. But if to continue to criticize and go on and on and on and on. Now you're whining. And uh, as a man, there's two type of things that you don't want to be as a man. I'm just saying, you know, the ladies, they can cry, complain all you want. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. But for as a man, 
Women don't want these two things. I can tell you, and I guarantee you, a woman going to say, I agree. A woman refused to have a bagging man, a man that bags all the time, and a woman refused to have a crying man, a whining man, a baby man, a pacifier man. You got to figure it out a way. If you have $5, you have to still bring food home. There's something about manhood that this nation have to develop. And I'm talking about we all have to develop. I understand it's been over 20 plus years since we had the glory of a Super Bowl. But don't you think the Lions Nation right now is crying about that? The Browns Nations. Don't you think before the, the latter part of, I guess, the early last decade that we was in, the Steelers, they went over 30 years, too, without winning the Super Bowl. But you just still see them prancing around talking about black and gold, black and gold. You see, <laughs> you don't see them whining. We don't see them crying. <laughs> hey, put it like this. The Steelers, the Steelers themselves, they got a guy named A.B., world of a wide receiver. Nasty of a wide receiver out there. Big Ben threw three interceptions and also had a fumble. They're running back. The backup running back. Their star running back is talking about, I'm not playing because I don't like my contract. But their star running back out there. The, the, the backup running back ran for over 130-something yards. And they still lost. Big Ben threw three interceptions and one forced, one forced fumble. You can have that particular still a nation to say right now, oh, Big Ben, he don't know how to pass the ball, right? He's always throwing the ball away. Can you imagine them crying and complaining? No. They say, okay, we still back up our quarterback. And I understand that we don't have a quarterback to needle the ball down the field. I understand that that type of rugby football is not conducive to our mindset and our thought track. But well, guess what? When you start off from the bottom, and there's something about when this guy says, Drake started from the bottom, now we're here. Can you imagine those who stick with this team, those who understood the philosophy of just being into the mix of this team? It's better because now I'll be able to appreciate the small things when I come and elevate things to the higher level. Now I can look back. Now that I got a six-cylinder car, eight-cylinder car, there's a 10-second car that I can press down on that gas and it can go real fast. I still, in my crevices of my minds and thoughts, I'm humble in a sense because there's something about taking humility with dignity and I can say to myself, okay, I know where I've been. I know where I'm going now. And this nation, cowboys, we should have that same thought track. We should say to ourselves, okay, we know what 2015 felt like, and we know for sure, as much as we love Tony Romo, we know what it feels like. Although we was high hope on Tony Romo, we were saying, hey, okay, this guy right here. But when he passed those interceptions, or when he laid out on the ground and can't get back up, we will all have those. those we'll come back to work that Monday morning. We'll come back to work that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And everybody's ah, people dressing up their kids as Romo and the, and the spleen and all this stuff. Talking about Tony Ono and Tony can't stay healthy. His back broken and bruised and all this stuff. He's folded up like a pretzel. And those fans are still out there saying that, oh, if Tony Romo would have played 2016, 17, 18, what have you, he, we would have had those Super Bowls. No, he couldn't stay healthy. But now we got a quarterback that's able to stay healthy. And all we have to do 
is refocus our mind and just stay positive and stop complaining and give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott because we got the piece right there. Run the rock and have Dak Prescott to manage this game because at the same time, I can mention these quarterbacks, and I know for sure, I know a few going to still say, ah, nah, these quarterbacks are better, still better than Dak. I'm going to mention Trent Green. Or, I mean, Trent Difford, but Trent Green is decent. Trent Difford, Brad Johnson. Uh, well, I, I know people still high on Joe Flacco. I'm not going to mention Joe Flacco, but I can still mention Eli Manning. <laughs> Those quarterbacks won Super Bowls before. And I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is far and light years ahead of those guys or if he's far beyond behind these guys. He's somewhere in the middle or in between of these guys at least. He can at least have that argument. And we have a defense that if we can get this defense, get turnovers and takeaways, and if we can somehow flip the field, because that was the difference between this last game, flipping the field with the special team. If we can get these things together, we'll see a different type of team. Guys. This is Saturday morning. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thank you all. Let me see over here before I run who was the first person on the YouTube channel to jump in. I really appreciate you all. Uh, Shout out to uh, Esteban Gaza. Thank you for tuning in. You're the first person to be in the chat box. Joseph, second place. Abnormally, third place. Get a little bit closer. I really thank you, man, for tuning in. And on the Facebook panel, I really appreciate you all. I really love you all. You know that, right? (laughs) Uh, Facebook, man. Uh, Woody, thank you for tuning in. Brooks, as well as Dino, Kerry Teagle, Wilson, Terry, Michael, all of you all, man. Rob, thank you guys for being part of the Facebook panel. All I want you all, I'm not the best person in the world to give these type of talk things. I just try to be the best. I may be wrong on, on a lot of things, and you guys are right on most of the things, but at least I try, right? <laughs> but, hey. Let's be positive. Let's get things together one way or another. Uh, If you like this podcast, if you like this channel, don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Join the notification squad slash gang. We're going to get this thing one way or another. Uh, Don't forget to share this information. Share this content throughout the whole entire world. Plug it on somebody's Twitter page. Plug it on somebody's Facebook page. Do whatever you have to do to help this brother out. Uh, I have a podcast, L-A-W nation just put that in the information box and i'm everywhere um i'm also on daily motions i'm just everywhere ready just find me one way or another let's get this thing going uh hey giants week rivalry game it's going to be a nice wonderful game so it's late game around seven o'clock eight o'clock i really want everybody if you have a chance to be out there at the stadium I don't want us crossing our legs when when we get a big play. I want you to stand up, get up, get pumped, get crunk, wear your cowboys blue and silver and white. I don't want you to come in there with no other colors on. Come up in there, be ready, be on time, and get out there and make some noise. Let's change the atmosphere. Let's change the culture. Let's do this thing, Cowboys Nation. I'm so tired of saying that our home field advantage is our disadvantage. Let's break this thing down and let's be some some mighty, nasty Cowboys out there. Hey, I understand collectively that most of the fans and most of everybody don't like Jason Garrett. But Jason Garrett is at least here for this year. And I understand that most of the people don't like Dak Prescott. Most, because it's all I hear. I got a lot of hate mail about this. All I want you guys to do, if you repping the silver and blue, go out there, support the team, reach out to you, reach out down there 
and pull out a flag, a white flag, wave it around, get crazy, let people know that this nation right here, we live, lit, and ready. Let's go, baby. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cowboys Nation one way or another. You can't yell out DC for life if you ain't down for this thing, for the cause, baby. Let's go. Peace. Yeah. Let's get this thing going one way or another. And remember, you all are listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. All right. I see you now. I see you over there. Don't forget to put that jersey on. Let's rep this thing. Let's go, Cowboys Nation. Come on, Jerry Jones. Let's get this thing right. Huh. Yeah.